Hello and welcome to Connected episode 286. It's made possible by our sponsors, Clean My Mac X, Squarespace, and Bombus. My name is Stephen Hackett and I am joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi. You good? Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. Good. Okay. And we are joined by Mike Hurley. Yo, what's up? <laughs> wow. It's casual. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, uh, very ca- is that your new catchphrase, Mike? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yo, what's up? Very original. Super. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super unique. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Budweiser commercials? The what? It was Budweiser, right? Was that? That was Budweiser. Oh yeah, right? that was that. Was that? Yeah, that was. I think yeah. so. Was it watching a game, drinking a Bud? Big show today. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing I mean, going on. Well, is it going to be just about the MacBook Air? Because if so, yes. I'm just I'm going to leave the show right now. Okay, that's very rude. So there was a possibility that Stephen wasn't going to be here this week. Uh, mm-hmm. He had a family vacation, which got postponed. Yes, and uh, I'm very pleased that Stephen's here because otherwise I would have had to do a MacBook Air monologue towards the end of the show. Uh-huh. I have so hours of content ready to Great. go. Good. But first, we're going to start with follow-up. We had more follow-up that we're going to get to next week, but there was so much this week, we decided to trim it down a little bit. Uh, But Mm -hmm. we had an email from Brett. Mike, this was directed to you. Brett is interested in how you are trying to extend your Amazon Echo speakers in your office. You had mentioned that you had gotten the uh, sub and Mm. why you went with that versus Sonos and if you had any early impressions of that setup. So I think I've I think I was pretty clear about Sonos. It's just just like I have no interest in getting into that system, right? Like I'm already on the Echo system, like mm-hmm. Amazon's Echo stuff, and I didn't particularly buy anything for music performance. Like I just wanted to have a smart speaker in the office. Um, and I was thinking about just getting one or two, and then there was a a deal. Amazon had a deal going on when I bought it. I don't remember what it was exactly to get the two Echoes and a sub for mm-hmm. like less than three hundred dollars. So it was just like, well, I'm just going to get that then because you know I wanted to have two Echoes so I could have one on each side of the office, um, and then the sub just came with it. And I've tried it out, and like it's it sounds great like it you know the the idea of room filling sound it definitely fills the room and it's a big room it's like 600 square feet studio right that it's that the the audio is playing in and we have the sub in the middle of the room and the two echoes on either side and it does a good job like it's one of those things where i have to keep the volume very low we accidentally had the volume up pretty high and it was a terrifying experience the first time we asked it to play music uh but it's great like it works it does exactly what we need it to do and that's fill the room with sound and i also have two echoes available to me if i need them for various smart speaker stuff so what you're saying is you are deeper in the amazon ecosystem yeah that was an original joke that nobody's made before i've never heard that joke before yeah it is very funny Uh uh-huh yeah it's good. It was really good. <laughs> Poor Steven. <laughs> you should be proud of yourself. Uh, I have some news. Can I share my news? Oh, uh, no. I don't know. Maybe after that joke, I don't know if you find it. It's better than the joke. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, go on then. So look, it's a weird time. We can just all acknowledge that. And I thought we should do something fun because everything in the real world has been canceled. And so I was thinking about this. 
And I am announcing today what I'm calling Mac Madness. So the idea is that we as a community are going to vote on our favorite Mac. We're going to pick it via bracket, just like we would, you know, NCAA basketball tournament. There'll be four rounds of voting. The first round of voting is open right now. There is a link in the show notes. Uh, and you go to 512pixels.net slash madness. Uh, all the posts will be aggregated there. So the plan is to have voting open for round one for a few days. And then I will, uh, on the Relay Twitch stream, I will live stream the revealing of the winners of round one. We'll go to round two. There'll be a new Google form to vote on. And we will have our winner in early April. And again, this is favorite Mac, not best Mac. I think those two things are very different questions. This is favorite Mac, and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. What a great name. Yeah, you named it, so we can just say that. Yeah, Mike came up with the name. Just wanted to just make sure that that was credited somewhere. This is a sports thing, right? Like the name? Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, March Madness is a basketball term for Uh, college basketball, and it's just this like wild tournament that happens over the month of the month of march where all the teams play each other in a knockout tournament and this is and then it becomes it's, it's this whole bracket thing right mm-hmm. so you've seen that the bracket thing exists in all kinds of tournaments and so yeah i think yeah, this yeah. is a very good idea because it's going to take a very long time and it's kind of silly and good uh and i enjoyed filling out the form and i believe i made all of the correct picks okay um I, so I, I did send the voting out last night for to some testers and i'm already really surprised by some of them i should say the seating so the placement of the machines was selected at random and so sometimes yeah, I feel you like get that's two machines come back to bite you because there is there's some stuff that i think is going to get knocked out very fast which mm-hmm. shouldn't right yeah. like there's there that's are some machines where it's like oh well you there's no way you're beating the imac g3 like it's just not going to happen but i yeah. think the 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 thing that goes up against the imac g3 i think was also a good machine it's just stuff like mm-hmm. that where it's like there are some real heavy hitters yeah. that that's how you know. it works in sports you know sometimes a good team falls early and sometimes you get a cinderella story you know someone from the back of the pack moves forward uh, so we will see. We'll see how it goes. I got a lot of very emotional reactions from people when I sent this out to, last night to a, to a handful of friends. Uh, so go vote, and um, I'm really excited to share the results of round one. Uh, I'll be sharing those on Friday afternoon. I'll tweet and have a blog post with the time uh, that I'll be on the live stream. And voting will close about an hour before, so I have time to update the bracket. It's a good idea. I mean, this is. I want to. I think we're all thinking about this, right? Like, what extra stuff can we do whilst we maybe have a little bit more time in our lives and can also try and mm-hmm. provide more distractions for people in the world at the moment? And I know we're all working on some things, but this is like a really good idea to do fast because it's related to March, right? So you kind of got to get it on the way. So this is a good idea. I like it. This was not a thing um, 18 hours ago. <laughs> like this, no. this all happened but this, very this, quickly. Like, unlike maybe some other stuff, it's like you have that idea and just get it done quickly because it's it's more of a time-sensitive thing. When, you know, we all have a lot of time, so there's no rush mm-hmm. or anything. Yep. There's a video on the 512 YouTube channel that just went live uh, explaining it and getting into the seating a little bit more so you can see some of the examples of uh, what I think will be exciting exciting uh, matches between these Macs. Mac matches. Mac matches. Mac-ups. Mac-ups. You want, do you, you want to know the name I was going to go with? Yeah. 
So you picked, you named it Mac Madness, which is a better mm-hmm. name than I had in mind. Mine was March Macness. That's also good, though. Like, that is also, like, if you would have named it that, I would have been like, oh, that's a really clever name. <laughs> like, there really isn't that much difference between the two of ours, but, like, March Macness is as good as Mac Madness. So uh, we're, we have a bunch of uh, stuff to talk about. So what if we take a break and then we'll come mm. back? How does that mm-hmm. sound? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, you ready? Everybody cool with that? Yeah, I'm also currently rebooting my iPad and it's got 30.4 on it. So get ready for lots of noises coming my way. Oh, already? Mine is going slow. That's not fair. Good internet, baby. That's not, yeah, I also is, have good internet. Mine is still downloading. <laughs> well, what can I say? All right, this episode of Connected is brought to you by Clean My Mac X. Clean My Mac X makes it easy to optimize your Mac and maintain it at its peak performance. It has a whole bunch of useful features like system junk removal and space lens, which is a fantastic name, that lets you see a comparison of all your folders to detect those that are taking up too much space. Let's you dig out that huge folder of stuff you had forgotten about eating up your SSD. Clean My Mac X is one of the best investments you can make to get your older Mac working as good as new. And it's different from your average Mac optimization tool because it includes real-time malware monitoring, which works in the background, scanning your Mac for potential threats and notifying you if any issues are detected. And it's far beyond security stuff. It is a great help when it comes to uninstalling apps from your Mac because it removes both the app and its leftover data to help you avoid that digital clutter. Clean by Mac X is notarized by Apple, so it's being checked by Apple for malicious components. Get Clean My Mac X today with a 30% discount at macpaw.com slash connected. This discount is only valid for two weeks until April 1st. So go now to macpaw, M-A-C-P-A-W dot com slash connected. Our thanks to Clean My Mac X for the support of this show and Relay FM. So we have a lot of exciting good news today. Let's start with some bad news. Okay. Um, It has been announced since our last episode that WWDC will not be happening in its current form Mm. Uh, in 2020. It's going to be an online-only event. There really isn't a lot more to say than that because Apple kind of haven't given anything. Like sometime in June, there will be an online keynote and there will be developer presentations. We don't know about sessions, like what it's going to look like. We don't know about labs, really. We just have like a basic outline. It's effectively like, what did we think was the bare minimum? Like that's what they have announced that they're doing. But of course, there's still a lot of time between now and sometime in June for them to flesh this out a little bit more, which I would expect that we know a little bit more about it uh, beforehand. But yeah, obviously we will not be doing a live connected (laughs) anymore if there's no WWDC. Because plus me and Federico wouldn't be able to get to America anyway, so... Uh, I mean, the obvious question is what the, what they're gonna do in terms of labs and mm-hmm. just the ability for developers to engage with Apple engineers and ask questions and you know submit their code and and do all the things that they usually do at the labs and I and I think they they will do something here. I think there's a obviously this is all new, so uh, Apple is gonna use the next few months to figure all these out. But I think this is the obvious outcome. Uh, Probably going to do um, a keynote with some um, Apple employees in the audience, uh, would be my assumption. I don't think Apple wants to 
fly in a bunch of international press. But maybe the situation by June will be better, although I'm very skeptical at the moment. There may at least be the possibility for some American people maybe. to be there. Who knows? Like, we, we just don't know. We just don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just Jason. Jason just drives down. He's the only one there. <laughs> he power slides his way in. That's yeah, right. He's the single member of the audience clapping, like a very slow clap for Tim Cook. Um, it'll be interesting <laughs> to follow WWDC from Europe in terms of time zones. I do wonder, like, am I looking at like a week of staying up until 2 a.m. to follow sessions? It really feels like it. That's, that's <laughs> the thing that I am the least excited about with WWDC this year is waiting all day for things to happen and then having to stay up very late to deal with any of it yeah yeah uh because usually of course you know everything happens in the morning when we're in california or very early in Mm -hmm. the afternoon and of course that's very late in italy so uh i i do wonder if apple could do something in terms of like because it's going to be an international event and because you have an international audience, not just from America, because it's no more like a physical event, it's an online event, uh, maybe they could shift the schedule to you know accommodate European uh, developers and folks from Asia and Australia. So maybe they could shift that to an extent, but also it's an online event, so you can always watch the videos later. And, you know, sure, you can watch the keynote live, but then I guess the, se- the sessions you can just pick and choose. And I would assume that every single day there'll be a bunch of sessions that you can watch live and everything else you can just pick from the archive and watch at your own pace and schedule. So it'll be bad for me because I, <laughs> I know that I will stay up and, and watch sessions live regardless. Uh, it'll be a different type of experience in terms of like writing my annual review it'll be very different so um i'm sad of course this is obviously unfortunate but also i you know i don't i actually like that i'm staying home and not leaving sylvia and the dogs uh this time so next year we'll meet up again in california but this time should be interesting to see what they do i do wonder what lessons apple learns from this being remote and digital and I would just imagine that WBC 2021 is different than last year, right? That maybe it's some blending of, well, there's labs, but there's also this online component. So, you know, say that they do a a lottery per session, you know, per lab session or something. Maybe there's a blending of these things in the future. Because once you open the doors to anyone digitally, it's hard to close those again, I think. Boys, I've installed... 13.4. 13.4. Oh, we're going to talk about that later. We have more stuff to talk about. Hold on oh to my, it. Oh, my God. Just stop. Stop. We have, we'll get to it. Okay? Just keep the people okay. waiting. All right. We've been talking about the iPhone 9 for a while. Maybe it's out later this week or next week. Who knows? Uh, the iPhone 8 with newer guts. Um, surprise, it's not one phone. It's two phones. Exciting. Now the rumor is that it will take the shape of the 8 and the 8 Plus, which actually I think is a pretty smart move. I mean, there's a lot of people out there with the 6S or 7 Plus who like that size. And if they want something newer, they have to go down in size otherwise. So I think this makes a lot of sense. And I expect that we will see this here pretty soon. Do you? I think so. I mean, okay. it, you know, they're shipping new iPads and new Macs and stuff. So Maybe tomorrow. Who knows? It could be. Or next week. You know, maybe they want to give this a week and then next week they'll come back with the... The phone, but I think it's sooner rather than later. So, if they do this in two sizes, how many iPhones will we have? So, two, I so Let's see. big and small iPhone 9, 
Uh, then, like, I, I think I lost track of all the iPhones that exist. Um, there's the 11 that comes in one size, right? The mm-hmm. 11. The 11 Pro is in two sizes. You also have the 10R for sale still. Oh, still. Okay. And that's one size, but multiple colors. Uh-huh. Well, it would be the same number we have now if, if they get rid of the 8. If the 8 gets replaced by the 9, it's 2, okay, 4, so. 5, 6... No, that's not right. Two, three, four, five, six phones. Okay, so we definitely have more iPads than iPhones. Oh, still. yeah, there's a, a billion iPads. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Right, but there is that rumor, I don't remember if it's this year anymore, that there will be four iPhones, right? Right. That there's one that's smaller, two that are in the middle of the same size, right. and then there's the big one. So big we could one. have seven or eight by the end of the year. It's a lot of phones. <laughs> Which is a lot of phones. Uh-huh. I remember that when the the... They sold, I think it was the 3, I don't know if the, the original iPhone went away and the 3G replaced it, but when they sold the 3GS, the 3G stuck around and they sold the 4 and like the 3G and the 3GS stuck around. I was like, okay, this is just how it's going to be now. But, you know, six, seven, eight phones, that's a, that's a lot of devices. Are there a new Power Beats? This, these came out yesterday, I think. Yeah. Uh, these, or, or Monday, I think it might have been Monday. Uh, these f- feature the H1 chip that's in the other current headphones, like the AirPods Pro and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they feature a 15-hour battery. These don't have any charging case or wireless charging. Uh, they charge by lightning. You plug lightning into one of the headphones, and, it, and I believe it charges them both. Uh, you can choose them in red, white, or black, and they have a cable that connects between the two of them. That's the kind of that's what makes sets these ones apart they're, they're not two independent things they have like a cable that goes in the middle mm-hmm. uh, and they're 150 dollars, so they're actually cheaper than the product that they replace and i just wondered considering our long history of the headphone talk on this show do you think that this would be a good uh option for mary Stephen? i think so so i sent her this link a little while ago and she hasn't responded but i know she likes the power beats pro which are basically like these but with no wire right like mm. there's some differences but basically. She wasn't real thrilled with the price, but I think the thing that really bothers her that if she wants, like if you know someone's talking to her with the wire, you can just take it out of ear and let it hang. And now she feels like she has to clip it to something or sit it down. And she doesn't like that. Um, so if if she texts me back during the show, we'll have some real time follow up on what she thinks. I think the 150 though is definitely really nice because the Powerbeats Pro are 249 I think. They're kind of expensive. Yeah, and these were like 180 before the like the the yeah. um, Power Beats. These are like Power yeah. Beats Four, I think they're called. Yeah, so I think um, this is this is great. I I kind of wish that they had some sort of case. You know, I guess you could put them in a little John Syracuse phone pouch or something. But I think these will be uh, really popular. I I know I see the I see the Power Beats Pro and older regular Power Beats a lot in the gym. I think people generally like them, and so I bet the 149 price point will do pretty well. They look like head f- workout headphones, you know, like and and they uh, act more like workout headphones because they're not less likely to fall out of your ears and stuff. So I can see why they are popular with people. Oh yeah, and, and having something that, like I said, you could quickly sort of toss out of your ear. It's going to pause because Apple's headphones do all the sort of magic pause, and we take them out of your phone, out of your ear. I think it's a it's great for that, and um, I like the colors too. They're just red, white, and black. And the the Powerbeats Pro come in, a, in several colors. Uh, Mary got the navy ones, and I think they're by far the best-looking ones. I think a lot of the Powerbeats Pro colors at least aren't for me, 
Um, but, uh, you know, I think that they are distancing the pros from the regular ones in, in color as well as features, which is cool. Anything else about uh, headphones? You know, one of the rumors is head pods. We haven't seen those yet, but they could be coming. Yeah, I've been waiting for those. There was also a rumor of um, different pricing, like a different pricing option for AirPods as well, but nothing. Oh, you mean the AirPods Lite rumors that we've seen? Air- AirPods yeah. Pro Lite? That's pro- AirPods <laughs> yeah. Pro Lite, yeah. Hmm. Plus. Plus Max. <laughs> I don't know, I just want the headpods, man. That's what I want. Like, as soon as, as they yep. announce them, I'm going to click buy. Yeah, I'm it. most excited to see what that would look like. I am also, and this is totally unrelated, but because I just used the verb click, I'm very happy that I can finally go back to using click instead of like tap because the iPad is going to have a trackpad and now I can say click again. And for years, I sort of trained myself to replace all instances of the word click with tap in my articles. And now I can say click again. So I just wanted to say this. When but it just makes me think now of the Daft Punk song, right? And like, what did I put a click <laughs> on the four track? <laughs> click, <laughs> click. My, my name, name is Giovanni, Giovanni Giorgio, Giorgio. <laughs> but everybody calls me Giorgio. Exactly. Yes, Stephen. This is a song. Okay. Oh, the kids. I know they like music. I've heard of this. <laughs> Have you ever seen the 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 video uh, titled "Guy Who Likes Music"? <laughs> oh, you should search for that. Um, it's it's this person on Twitter, like a like a comedian, um, and the video "Guy Who Likes Music." Um, it's very, it's very good, very good video. I recommend it. Makes me think of you, Stephen. Oh, I know this video. Yeah, I'll put it in the mm-hmm. show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I have seen this. <laughs> anyway let's talk about the <laughs> ipad pro itself and then we will get to the keyboard trackpad and ios how about that yeah okay all right so we're talking about just the new ipad hardware just the tablet itself so new ipad pros they retain the same size and design as the 2018 so you have the 11 inch and the 12.9 jealous face id you know the rounded lcd flat sides same finishes silver and space gray on the inside, we have the A12Z, or A12Z, if you're Mike. Z, yeah. A12Z Bionic. So as far as I can tell, looking back through some stuff, this is the first time we've seen a, quote, uh, X series, like the A12X. First mm-hmm. time we've seen one of these get revised. Generally, you get one generation of this, and they are in lockstep with the iPhone. In fact, I, I kind of thought we would see the A13X or something, you know, something along those lines this time, but we haven't. We know why, we, we know why though, right? Because the, uh, yeah. Because the next major chip will include a 5G antenna or radio, so. Right, and, and they, I think that's why the 5G iPad Pro, you know, out on the horizon somewhere. Yeah, we'll get the A14X or whatever it will be. Uh, Apple says that this is faster than most PC laptops. I would remind Apple that they use the same chips in their Macs. So I'd imagine this thing... Oh, I think Apple's very aware of that, Stephen, as we yeah. move further along this year, right? Like, yeah. I think they want to make that very clear that their ARM processors are faster. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that that is uh, an accident at all. It's got an eight-core graphics processing unit core system on a chip, bionic situation. Seems that was good. good. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely mm-hmm. wrapped that one up nicely. Mm-hmm. 
the <laughs> around back I think is the the biggest change most people notice it has standard wide camera and it has an ultra wide camera as well so this is similar to the iPhone 11 not the 11 pro so it doesn't have the yes. the mm-hmm. zoom I think in this is lens. one of the um, not necessarily bigger surprises but like something that we didn't necessarily realize I think I think I can speak for myself that most of and I'm probably speaking for everybody else we all kind of believed that not, because we were getting the little square module, that it would have three cameras and that there would also be a sensor included, right? Like a time mm-hmm. of flight sensor. Right. But what has actually happened is there is three sensors, two of them are cameras, and the time of flight sensor is now, we now know it to be a LiDAR depth sensor, mm-hmm. which is, I, in it, I think that this sensor itself is a little bit more uh, involved from a size perspective than I was expecting it to be. It's kind of a big boy back there yeah and and really i should have no i should have realized this because time of flight sensors in other forms exist on other phones by like in in the android space and they are like these depth sensors look like cameras um but i just assumed that considering it was going to be look like the 11 pros camera unit that it would be the 11 pros camera unit plus something else but that's not the case so this is the the same basically the same camera unit as the iphone 11 so it's ultra wide and wide, i.e. regular lens. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a telephoto lens. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, I don't know if Apple mentioned this, but I, I, I would be surprised if they couldn't do something with that LiDAR to help with depth sensing for portrait photos anyway. Like it feels like you could probably do that, um, but I don't mm-hmm. know. To read from Apple's page uh, to kind of help explain what the LiDAR sensor is for, so it says the custom-designed LiDAR, which means light detection and ranging scanner, uses direct time of flight to measure reflected light from up to 5 meters away, both indoors and out. It works at the photon level, operates at nanosecond <laughs> speeds, mm-hmm. and opens up tremendous possibilities for augmented reality and beyond. So for the AR thing itself, continuing from Apple's uh, press pages, uh, on the new iPad Pro, AR apps become even more realistic. Placing an AR object now happens instantly, Real Realistic object occlusion allows AR objects to pass in front of and behind real-world structures. Improved motion capture and people occlusion are more accurate than ever, and developers will be able to create even more immersive experiences. Basically, it just seems like a sensor like this is really what you want to be able to do AR stuff properly, Mm -hmm. because it allows for accurate sensing of the world rather than a camera and some machine learning trying to work it out. Can I say something about that press copy? I know. I saw what you did. You highlighted a word, and yes, I agree with you, but go on. It works on the photon level, operating at nanosecond speeds. That's just how light works, Apple. You didn't invent anything. (laughs) That's just how light works. But doesn't it sound more fun that way? The photon. We are crafting every photon perfectly, individually, based on the characteristics of the light. Come on. Well, I mean, you got to explain to people what it does, right? I don't know how lasers work. So, yeah, photon and nanoseconds, cool. Like, it sound, yeah. just sounds cool. So, Apple made two videos mm-hmm. for the this this product and the, the, the keyboard. They are amongst Apple's best videos, I think, in a long time. One is just pretty standard one called iPad Pro, your next computer is not a computer. But then they've made another one, which I think is the ad, which is called How to Correctly Use a Computer, Mm -hmm. which is really well done, 
a fantastic follow-up to the uh, not a computer video or like what's a computer video in a way that I think kind of really throws shade at the people throwing shade at that video. It's like a very good, like, oh, this, it's it's basically a, a it's presented in an old school sounding class video, right, of how mm-hmm. to use a computer and effectively shows why, you know, Apple would be saying that uh, this new iPad Pro with the Magic Keyboard is better than any computer because basically it's listing these things, the the ways that we know computers are used, Mm -hmm. and then shows why, like, this product is better than those things. It can break out of the typical constraints. Just go watch this video because I can't do a good enough job of explaining it. It's it's really very excellent. They should do more of of these videos and have them be, like, sort of like the Dharma Initiative videos in Lost. With like <laughs> instructions on how to use a computer, mm-hmm. but it's actually just about the iPad Pro. I, I, it's really, it's really well done. Uh, I mm-hmm. love, I love the video, especially mm-hmm. because it shows like the Magic Keyboard in action. And one of one of the questions yes. from one of the questions that I had from today's article that I did on Mac Stories about it was, can you actually use it on your lap? Uh, you know, with this sort of floating configuration with the iPad floating on top of the keyboard, and it looks like you can because in the video they show a person. Um, using the iPad Pro with the Magic Keyboard on their lap. So that's a, that's a reassuring sign. But we're getting away from ourselves a little bit. Um, th- I think the other hardware change here is they've put an extra microphone inside, I think, or, or a couple of extras. There's five microphones in the new iPad Pro, uh, which they're calling studio quality. Apple's really leaning on this since the MacBook Pro, um, this like studio quality idea. When we get one, we'll do a test and we'll put the audio in a show, right? So you can hear it. But I don't expect it to sound any different to the MacBook Pro one, which is really good for everything except podcasting, in my opinion, right? Like any type of call that you're doing, it's gonna, you're going to sound fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, you're going to be able to use these and it sound like you're using a dedicated microphone for a call, but really it's you're just speaking into the at the device and i spoke about this on upgrade but i i I was i had the opportunity to speak to some professional users of apple products recently and i spoke to a music producer who was using her macbook pro to actually record her guitar and she was putting it in a track and it sounded great because it was surrounded by a lot of other stuff right but you wouldn't isolate that and just use that because it's not it, it it there's there is a there's still a gap but frankly, like these microphone systems on these products sound great, but we're not going to start recording our podcasts into them. Oh, we're but, not? You know, it might be better than some of the bad USB microphones that people use, though. <laughs> Probably. Well, that's a problem because I just put up my microphones up for sale on eBay. So on it all on eBay? Oh, no. Should no, that's good. cancel that yeah. auction. Cool. Um, can we talk about the trackpad yet, Dad? After this break. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. It lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and much more. Think about things you need on a website, maybe a store or a portfolio, a blog or a podcast. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do all that stuff. There's nothing to install. There's no patches to worry about. No upgrades are needed. You don't have to become some sort of server neckbeard type because Squarespace has got it all covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help at all. Their system lets you quickly and 
easily grab a unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. I recently relaunched my brother's, uh, his nonprofit's website. It is on Squarespace. And one of my favorite things about it is you can do a lot with those templates. You can change fonts and colors, but if you need to do more, they let you easily override the CSS. And so on his website, I've got quite a bit of that and it was really easy to do, but I like that you don't have to do it unless you're just super picky. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com connected. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code connected to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain name and to show your support for the show. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash connected and the code connected to get 10% off your first purchase. My thanks to Squarespace for the support of the show and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Uh, all right, so Magic Keyboard. That's the name of the product, right? Which is slightly difficult because that product name is already in use. I think it's Magic Keyboard with Trackpad. Maybe the official okay. name. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I still think I still think just Magic Keyboard Folio would have done it. That would have been enough. But right. mm-hmm. but anyway, so, or I think what we will probably end up calling this is the Magic Keyboard for iPad. I think that's just going to be right. the, the name. Yeah. But yeah. it looks like on all of Apple's pages, they are just calling it Magic Keyboard. Like that's it. Which is, I mean, sure, but like we have another product to talk about today, which includes the Magic Keyboard. Um, so, but anyway. Uh, the Magic Keyboard for iPad, in thinking of... So this is kind of funny. Uh, today, when this product was announced, I had started a bullet point in our show document because I was doing our prep for the day to talk about the idea of pointing devices uh, and trackpads on the iPad in the sense of the rumors that came out last week of it being an iOS 14, right? Mm-hmm. But we have it now. And honestly, in thinking about this product an idea of Apple producing a keyboard with a trackpad on it. There are a lot of potential routes that they could have gone. And in my perspective, in my opinion, Apple has done the absolute maximum that I thought that they could have done and maybe mm-hmm. even surpassed that in some areas. I am blown away by how this product looks. I cannot fathom this floating cantilever design. Like, it is the iPad G4, right? It is <laughs> this floating... Uh, it took me a long time of, like, looking at this product to realize that the iPad is actually suspended mm-hmm. over the top of the keyboard. I had to mm-hmm. see the ad. The ad is what showed me. Yeah, so- <laughs> it, because it was like, hang on a second, but, how, like, where does it... Do you just angle it and put it down again, right? It's like, that was kind of how I was imagining it work. Like, it really is fascinating, and I cannot wait to use it because it is such a peculiar and amazing looking Mm -hmm. design. Like, I really cannot believe that they have done this. It, like, how does it maintain balance? Like, how heavy is the base? (laughs) And, like, I, I have a million questions about this. It's everything we were hoping for, and maybe even more, because we all, yeah. like, we were all thinking uh, iPadOS should support trackpads and, and external input devices, and they've done that. 
And we were sort of thinking that Apple could do like a smart keyboard folio with a small trackpad, but instead of actually said, no, we're going to do a magic keyboard. So you're going to get the backlit keys. You're going to get the one millimeter travel again. You're going to get a full magic keyboard without the media keys, which is I'm I'm a little bummed about that, but I was sort of you know I was sort of expecting that to happen. Yeah, I think I I, I uh, looking at the design, I don't know how they could have fit exactly them on there. exactly because the the trackpad would have been hilariously small at that point because it's a small trackpad, right? Like it's not very deep, right? Right. Yeah. And if they would have had to have put another row of keys in there, I think that that would have gotten to be way too cramp, honestly. What's really striking about this, I think, is the design, this system, like this hinge-based system. Um, if you look closely, if you read through Apple's materials, there's this, I su- I'm guessing it's a metal-based uh, hinge. And it serves as the mechanism that lets, the, lets you adjust the viewing angle of the iPad, right? And supposedly, I believe, it's also what holds the whole thing in place. So I'm assuming this will not be a lightweight accessory but that hinge also contains a USB-C pass-through port so mm-hmm. the USB-C port is inside the hinge and I'm just guessing here but this must be how it works because it's pass-through charging this means that the hinge is connected to the smart connector so uh, power flows through the hinge goes up to the smart connector and charges the iPad and because of this design choice I believe this is how the, the the new Magic Keyboard for iPad can be backwards compatible with the 2018 iPad Pros. Which is fantastic that they've done that. This is fantastic. And of course, I mean, the camera, the, the camera cutout in the back will be too big for the old iPad Pros. But I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just going to be like... Doesn't a, matter. Doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, the iPad will still fit. But this is so clever, right? To have a hinge that... First of all, I've never seen an iPad accessory with this kind of design. So this is like an actual innovation. I've never seen anything like this on any tablet or any iPad before. But this hinge that is also a USB-C pass-through, it's so clever. And it also frees up the iPad's own USB-C port so that if you want... And Apple specifically calls calls this out in the, in the marketing materials. If you use the USB-C pass-through, you can use the USB-C port on the iPad Pro for like an external drive or an external monitor without mm-hmm. having to get a USB hub. So mm-hmm. this is fantastic. My only question so far is, okay, so if you use the USB-C pass-through, I'm going to guess you will not get the fast charging at 30 or 45 watts, yeah. whatever the iPad Pro supports. I'm going to guess it's like it's a very slow charging, like a, ten, like a mm-hmm. 5 or maybe 10 watt charging. But sure, I'll take it. Like this is a genius design. So it's not fabric anymore. I think we said that. It has the inverted T... The trackpad is called a click anywhere trackpad, which is an interesting name. <laughs> so I, I, I think I think I understand what that's about. So we have that on the Mac and even the Magic trackpad. So I think it's that technology, but I think it lacks the vibrate feeling that we get on the Mac. You know, the Mac trackpads don't actually click, right? They're solid state and you feel the glass and you feel the vibrate under it. So I think it is sort of like halfway to what we see elsewhere, is my guess, I, with that name. I was thinking it was um, just not going to have multiple levels of press. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that also, I think that also makes sense, right? 3D Touch is going away on the iPhone and was never on the iPad, and so maybe mm-hmm. there'll be press and hold 
where you just won't get the haptics. I mean, obviously we don't know quite yet, but that's my feeling. Uh, I saying about the backwards compatibility is really great because like this is an expensive thing. It's um, three hundred dollars for the eleven inch, three hundred and forty nine dollars for the twelve point nine. But I think that that's kind of the genius of this product. Really, is everyone that owns an iPad Pro is gonna is gonna want one of these. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you are able to sell an accessory, an expensive accessory, to previous customers without forcing them to then lay down $1,000. They will sell way more of these because of that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like selling them a base iPad model again, (laughs) basically. At at (laughs) 350 Yeah. But, like, you know, the price doesn't surprise me because it seems like an incredibly engineered thing. Like, it seems complex in a lot of ways and honestly looks very nicely made, uh, I'm not surprised about the price, but it is it is definitely expensive for sure. It is. Uh, I I am really excited too that they are offering backwards compatibility with the we should say with the USB C iPad Pros. Mm-hmm. In fact, in thinking about what I'm going to do, my plan is to stay with my current 11 inch iPad Pro and just buy the keyboard. So then I get mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. most of the new experience and which I think is a great thing. Like so, I should probably say I bought one of the iPads. I bought the 12.9. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am not going to be upgrading my 11 is my plan. Right. And I'll and, just get the keyboard for both. Mm-hmm. And just to remind everybody, the 12.9 is your like daily work computer and the 11 is your yes. travel. That's right. That's it. That's yeah, exactly That makes it. sense. Yeah. And it's your, it's your full, like your, the computer you use most for me, mm-hmm. it's really secondary. If the keyboard was only on the new one, I'd be upgrading, but because I can get 98% of what I, what I care about, like, I don't care about the AR stuff. And so I'm just going to put the new keyboard on my old iPad and live with the weird cutout. And I am genuinely excited to see how this how this uh, changes my relationship with iPad OS. It is going to make a like a a massive difference. Like I use have been using uh, external keyboard and mouse for my iPad since. since September for sure, but in the last couple of months, it has been my main way of using my iPad, when, especially when I'm working. And it has changed the way that I use the the iPad itself. This is going to make a massive difference for people. Like, really, it's going to make it a very, very different feeling device. Mm-hmm. And it it definitely fulfills the idea of this convertible computer because it's you've seen it in the video it comes off so easily from that stand that you can grab it and do something and then put it back and that is what i it's like another thing that i'm really i'm just genuinely like really really thrilled about this because it's going to i think propel the ipad to a whole other level for a lot of people because i think that there will be people that think they need this even if they don't right that like they think like there's no way i could use the ipad because it doesn't have a trackpad right Right. and i think it's going to help a lot of people that way but like i will say like from an ergonomic perspective being able to have increased flexibility over the way that you use this machine Mm -hmm. is a massive massive improvement and like for me like something that i'm really excited about is the fact that you can attach multi like different devices now like i can have a trackpad and a mouse and choose between them for my uh, ipad on 13.4 that's a big thing for me because I do like to mix up my uh, input devices. So this is—I think this is going to be really huge for people, um, not just the 
the the Magic Keyboard, but also just general trackpad and mouse support being baked into the operating system, which we should talk about now. Mm-hmm. Uh, although just one other thing, they are making traditional smart keyboard folios available for the new models. So yeah, so if you don't want this or don't want to pay for it, mm-hmm. you're not you're not stuck with it. Um, I, I do want to say too before we talk about how it actually works, um, they're also bringing support. Um, for the Magic Mouse and the Magic Trackpad, which Apple makes, but weren't compatible until this new. But only the did. the second version of those, like the Magic Mouse Two and the Magic Trackpad Two. I okay. Don't think, I don't think the 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 first version of those is supported. At least the web page doesn't mention that. Only the second version. Okay. Cool. All right. So iOS thirteen point four. Um, is out in GM now, but it will be out next week on the 24th. Oh, by the way, I got a silver 256 gigabyte iPad Pro 12.9 inch. Correct color. Hmm. I went with silver. Just mix it up. I just want to mix it up. Yeah. I've been having space gray forever, so I was like, yeah, why not? This is go different. I've got the silver. It's I think it's going to look really nice with like the black uh, Magic keyboard in rest. So, can you explain how this um, is working? Like, it's it's not a mouse. And cursor in the sense that we have on the Mac or on Windows, it's something a little bit different, right? The cursor itself is a very small translucent dot, and it does a very good job of changing color uh, depending on the color of the background. So it's doing something very smart, right? So like it's dark when it needs to be and light when it needs to be. Okay. Um, it disappears very quickly when you stop using a trackpad. By the way, I have both a trackpad and a Bluetooth mouse connected to my iPad Pro right now, and I can use <laughs> both of them. Oh, nice. So it's the same way that I have on my iMac. So yeah, just same here. whatever one is the one that's been most recently used is the one that takes over. Um, so I could, in theory, as I've been doing, gestures with the trackpad and moving the mouse with a mouse. Um, and that is one Logitech mouse and the Apple Magic Trackpad. Okay. Um, but then what happens is the the mouse pointer itself is is intelligent and it senses what you're hovering over so when i'm on my home screen right now i can move the the mouse in between application icons and it just stays this tiny little floating disc but as soon as it hovers over a app icon it kind of snaps to it a little bit Mm -hmm. and then i can click and open the application and it does something it basically it's just like the focus engine on the uh, t- on tvOS it highlights the application icon a little bit and i can jiggle it around and the application icon will move right so it's very much like that um, but it doesn't it's it's doing some kind of like inertia thing if i move slowly the it takes a lot it takes basically I have to really drag my finger across the application icon to get it to deselect. But if I'm moving quickly, it just flies across them all. So it's very much like tvOS in that regard. Um, I will note that uh, t- tap to click is possible, but turned off by default with a trackpad. Just to something. Um, when you open up an application like Safari, uh, Safari is obviously very well um, uh, supported here. When you are hovering over text, the cursor immediately changes to an i-beam so you can select text a good old friend google docs it doesn't do this um so you for example you have to be uh, you basically have to treat it as if it is your finger where you're double tapping on a word and then you select the word and then you grab one of the little blue beams and then drag it down to select the text right so there is going to be some work that some developers will need to do depending on how they uh, currently support different text selection. But, you know, and like, for example, uh, the in Twitter right now, 
if I get the I beam on a tweet and try and select the text, it just drag and drops the tweet around. So <laughs> there is definitely going to need to be some support. But honestly, if you run into a situation like that, you need to then do what I've been doing for a long time of think of the cursor like it's your finger. And so like you double tap on a word to it selects and then you can like move the selection point around, right? So it's going to take a little bit of getting used to. There's going to have to be some developer support to make some things easier. But in a lot of applications, it works as you would want it to. And then when you are using the you're using the cursor, hovering over certain actions will highlight different um, different buttons. So for example, if I move my cursor up towards my bookmark bar in Safari, it highlights each entry in the in the bookmark and it's like the focus engine again and I'm going between each of these. And it's the same for UI buttons. So like the plus button, the tab button in Safari, it highlights those, puts like a, a light box around them yeah. and then I can move between them to select different uh, application icons to perform different system actions. And I just saw on Twitter that this um, animation can be disabled in accessibility. So if you don't want to get these pointer animations, they're called, uh, you can go to accessibility pointer control and you can disable them. So you will no longer yep. get the light box around those elements. This, as again, in third-party applications, this definitely doesn't work with everything. Like there's, I expect that this is going to really shine a light on how many applications are built with accessibility in mind because I bet that there's a link between these two things. But anyway, so there's a bunch of gestures. Um, you can throw the cursor up to the right-hand corner and you'll get control center. But also if you highlight, you can highlight the, like the, um, the little what would effectively be menu bar icons, right? Like Wi-Fi and battery percentage and click that and it will also bring down control center. Uh, to bring down notification center, you can throw the cursor up to the top and it will immediately pull it down or you can move it slowly uh, and then you'll get the ability to click on it. So if, you, you know, so if you're moving slow, it's not gonna uh, always bring the, the notification center down. You kind of hint at it and then you can drag it down. Um, when you're in an application, you can drag down to the very bottom and you highlight the little home indicator thing and the dock will peep up. Uh, and you, Or you can, again, move quickly down and it will peep up again. Um, the same for slide over, right? So you can go all the way to the right and you'll see slide over poke in a little bit and you can drag it out. There aren't any, as it stands, uh, gestures that I can find for multitasking, to bring up multitasking. What kind of device are you using? Um, Magic Trackpad 2. Okay. So if you do like three finger swipes, like doesn't like if you do a three finger swipe up, it doesn't bring up the app switcher? It brings up the app switcher, but you can't like... What I mean is there isn't a way to like you're in one application to invoke another app to, to join in a split view or ah, okay. That's what okay. I mean. Got it. So iPad multitasking. But yeah, you can do three three or four finger up and it will bring up uh, multitasking. You can do three or four finger swipes to the right and left and you can cycle between applications. Yeah. Uh, a pinch will take you home. All that goodness. This is, my friends, uh, I would have to be bleeped to say how much I love. This is perfect for me. I am so... No, say it. I'll bleep you. All right. This is amazing. <laughs> this is so good. They have done more than I wanted from this. Like, so this is take the accessibility option, make it way more refined, and then throw every possible gesture into the mix. Like, I am super excited about this. There's one last thing that I want to test, but I haven't yet. It's like, what if anything happens if I plug my Wacom tablet in? Um, <laughs> 
I expect nothing, but like it's worth a go. Uh, I am. Clearly, you should go get it. Well, okay. I, I yeah, I've got this. I've got this up and running now. I don't know if this is what you meant, but you can drag things from the dock into multitasking. Yeah, but I mean, there isn't like a swipe gesture yeah. to bring Mm -hmm. like because there is a swiping there is a gesture to bring uh or like something you can do with the cursor to bring slide over in you just you just basically slam the cursor right into the right hand side and it will bring it in right you can bring in your slide over applications um but there isn't a similar thing for uh multitasking like to to bring an application to multitasking okay yeah i want to play with this a lot more i mean clearly just like clicking around some things work better than others because it is early, but I'm excited. I'm very happy to get to, to to see that that they've actually done this. If only because, like, and Mike and I were talking before the show, this feels like a vindication of all the things we've been arguing for the past couple of years, especially in the context of the iPad Pro specifically being this new kind of modular and hybrid maybe computer. So the idea that it's still a tablet, right? You can still use it as a tablet. Nobody's forcing you to get a trackpad, to get a, a keyboard, to get a mouse. It is still very much a tablet. And Apple, multiple times in the, in the press materials today, they've mentioned this is a touch-first experience. But they also say, and this is very interesting, that the trackpad complements the iPad's experience for additional uh, precision precision when, when dealing with um, text selections, for example, when dealing with, um, you know, just using using a, an external keyboard and easier navigation. So the idea that, and I think this is this is the the, the one argument where there there has been such you know all this back and forth over the past couple of years that the iPad can become different things depending on the kind of work that you need to do. And you look at you look at what what I've been doing, what Mike has been doing. Like we use the iPad as a tablet, but we also have vertical stands. We have external keyboards. We use the iPad at a desk, right? We have external displays. Like this idea that a single piece of gla- glass can be a tablet with multi-touch, but can also be this sort of hybrid between a laptop and between a desktop workstation. That is so powerful to me. And there's like there's this sort of technological beauty in the idea of this single object can produce different, fundamentally different experiences. Mm-hmm. That to me is so powerful and so beautiful, like from, from a merely geek standpoint, right? And this is a culmination of that idea that now you also get full system-wide cursor support. And it's not, it's not just for text fields. It's not just for text areas. It actually blends with the entire UI. And so I feel like we've been working toward this conclusion for the past couple of years. And last year, we were optimistic when we got that accessibility mouse support. We thought, okay, this is a first step. Uh, Give us the real thing. And now the real thing is here. And it just mostly works with everything already. And of course, developers will have to add support for, as Mike mentioned, more UI elements in their apps. But this is incredible. And this to me is like Apple confirming that we were on the right path (laughs) in thinking the iPad Pro can become multiple things. It's like, it's the, you know, maybe even Steven is familiar with this. The Nintendo character, Kirby. You know, Kirby is, is like, it's a pink blob and it can become all kinds of things, 
right? Yeah. He sucks in Marco, and he, he becomes the guy who cares about coffee, and he, he sucks in sure. John Voorhees, and he cares about game controllers. Sure, sure. I, I would like to bring to you two things. One, the Wacom tablet did nothing. Oh, no. Okay. Which is fine. I wasn't expecting it. It was a bit of a stretch. Two, so, so a tip that I've given people for a while about um, how to use your use a mouse effectively with your iPad is to map the second click or the right click to long press the contextual menu. Um, I was super pleased to see that that is the default now, that like a, a right click will launch the contextual menu. But the fun thing is it is now instant. There is no delay when mm-hmm. you use the right click. So when you do it, it just immediately opens the contextual menu. You're not waiting for the forced long press action that was nice. occurring before. Yeah. So nice. and so that really kind of treats that second click as a right click, which is a which is a much much nicer uh, interaction. Mm-hmm. And there's there are those settings in settings general trackpad and mouse. So you can set tracking speed, scroll selection, and secondary click on my magic mouse secondary click was off by default but if you set it to right click then it will show you that contextual menu on a right click which is nice you know pretty much like how mm-hmm. the mac and pc work as well this is really cool i'm really impressed already and just like this 10 minutes i played this with is it. the best so I, I do have to say also after two, 10 minutes i really do hate the magic mouse i'm gonna have to find a better <laughs> better mouse for this yeah i don't like the magic mouse yes. magic trackpad uh regular mouse you know, I guess the only thing about the the with the benefit of the magic mouse is you do get the gest- some gestures, I, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but you won't get those of other mice. Yeah, that that is uh, that is nice. Apple are also working with uh, third parties like Logitech, and I think this is fantastic. That Logitech have made a keyboard that will be coming for the regular iPad and iPad Air that includes a trackpad as well. And a I'm function really row. <laughs> yeah, that one also has a function row, which is funny. But it's you know it's like a big case of a kickstand. It's, there's no cantilever. Uh, but I think that this is really good that Apple have worked with these companies to make products available um, for other uh, for, for people that use other products rather than the iPad Pro. Um, I guess we should probably pour one out for Bridge at this point. Yeah. It's tough, right? I mean, if you want that clamshell design with the fully adjustable hinge... I guess that maybe there's still a market for that, and, and I, I don't think the market is as strong anymore because the and it's cheaper. The, the magic because the the only I reason know. I wanted the hinge was so I could have my iPad at any angle, but that's what the new Magic Keyboard will do. I mean, look, frankly, it might be that this thing comes in and every time you tap it, it falls over. And it's like, <laughs> all right, now I want the, right? Mm. It's like, okay, now I need the, the bridge back, right? Like, there is a possibility that, like, whilst mm-hmm. this thing looks amazing, there might be some issues of it that we haven't been able to experience yet. Things that I know do not happen with the bridge keyboard. Um but I did have a Bridge Pro on order, and I have, and I am trying to cancel that order, uh, just because I don't think I'm going to want it or need it. Yeah, what they should do is they should try and pivot to sort of make the Bridge Pro like a also a USB hub maybe but like to Mm. give it additional features because i think at this point the only differentiating factor is assuming that the the, that apple's hinge system works the only differentiating factor is the design like if you really want (laughs) an aluminum made keyboard uh the bridge is that and also um it's cheaper 
Uh, so that could be that could be a selling point. Yep. Like if breach, like it's a hundred and fifty dollars less, I guess. So my thing is, it is definitely cheaper. But I think the type of person that the majority of people that would want to buy a product like this have extra money to spend because they're mm. buying that product in the first place. You know, it's still a two hundred pound keyboard for a, for an iPad. I think if you've gone that far. A lot of people would go the extra if this product is better. But as mm-hmm. I say, we don't know yet. Like we don't know if it's going to be better yet. We assume so, but we don't definitely know that. It is a shame for them because they have production uh, and supply problems, which means that they have not been able to produce the. It's delayed. It was supposed to have already arrived in March, but they're not going to arrive until the end of April. So it's yeah. kind of just been terrible timing for them because mm-hmm. people like me would have had them. And it's like, I've got it now. But now I guess there's a situation where probably quite a lot of people are trying to cancel their order. So I feel I do feel bad for them, but consumer choice and all that, I guess. Yeah, it's unfortunate any time that you are in the accessory market and Apple moves in, right? We've seen it happen to so many, so many companies, right? There was a whole ecosystem yep. of, hook this magic Bluetooth keyboard up to your iPad, right? And they're all gone because Apple moved in. It It just definitely felt like Bridge had more time. Like, I did want to mention that before we move on from this. I cannot believe that they have accelerated to this point so fast. I was thinking maybe iOS 14 to, to see full mouse support. Yeah. You know, but like if I would have said this three weeks ago, people would be like, oh, no, you're wild to suggest that you would get it even at 14. It's an accessibility feature. Nobody wants to do it, right? But now it's 13.4, and they've put it out. Like it is. This must have been a massive undertaking that they have also done without it being in the beta for testing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I assume that that always requires more work when it's not in the beta, when it's not in the beta stuff because Apple's own development and engineering teams have to test it extensively themselves as opposed to like getting reports from beta testers and stuff from the public so you know it must have taken a lot of work for this and i am so surprised that it came as part of uh 13.4 okay i I really am super surprised but very very happy it's one of those times where it's really a reminder that this stuff is hardware and software right like who knows maybe these keyboards and trackpads are ready to go a year ago, I mean, probably not a year ago, but you know, six months ago, and they had to weigh on the software. Like, eh, this stuff has to come together. And I'm encouraged that Apple's willing to do such a big thing in a point update. You know, it, it makes me think one of two things is true for iOS 14. One, there's not much to it other than, you know, bug fixes and stability, or that there's so much for it, they wanted to get us out the door now so they could focus on what comes in 14. I'm excited about either of those possibilities because I think both have a bunch of pros, but clearly Apple's now willing to to take a point update, an off-cycle update in March and make it a much bigger deal, which is cool. Anything else about trackpad and mouse support? I don't think so. Okay. Well, we will be, uh, we'll be playing with this. Uh, 13.4 will come out next week. Uh, so, you know, order a Bluetooth mouse, I guess, <laughs> and get ready for it. Uh, did, did we say when the keyboard is shipping? Did we did we make did that make it in? That's coming in May? I don't know if we did mention that. It's coming in May. <laughs> okay, yeah. So so if you order a new iPad, your old smart keyboard won't fit it. So there's going to be a little bit of uh, awkwardness there, maybe. Yeah, um, I'm 
that's when I'll be happily using my bridge. Uh, and, and I will say to you right now, prepare for this thing to be heavily constrained. It's, I reckon this is going to be uh, Apple Pencil all over again. So be ready for that one. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want this, and also the world is madness. So, mm-hmm. All right, we're going to wrap up with some Mac updates. But first, I'm going to tell you about our final sponsor. This episode connected is brought to you by Bombus. If you're in the habit of working out, you know, maybe you're at home and you're like me, you're exploring workout applications on <laughs> that you can play on your Apple TV. There's a bunch of that stuff out there. It's not the easiest thing in the world. It's not always comfortable, but Bombas socks can make it way more comfortable. I've got a bunch of Bombas socks. I bought a bunch for my wife. She she stole a pair of mine, which are too big for her, but she was like, these are great. Please get me some. And we both love them. They are stylish, they're comfortable, and they're great for working out because they don't slip down. You know, we've all worn socks. Maybe you're running or, or you know, playing basketball or riding a bike or something, and your socks start to, like, slip down in your shoes, and you got – that's terrible. Bomba socks, they don't do that. They are high-performance socks in styles made specially for sports, like basketball, tennis, running, golf, and much more. They're lightweight which means no matter how hard you're working, that polycotton blend will keep you dry and comfortable and cool. They provide support in places you didn't even know you needed it, like your arches. And each sock is built with a special arch support system, so it's not too tight. Constantly pausing to adjust twisted and bunched up socks if you're on something like the treadmill is enough to make anybody quit. Bombas socks are designed with left-right contouring and a Y-stitch seal to keep them perfectly in place. Bombas even gets rid of that little ridge across the top of your uh, top of your toes. You know, that little seam? Not there anymore with Bombas. So they're super smooth across the top of your foot. And for every pair you buy, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Visit bombas.com slash connected to get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash connected for 20% off. Bombas.com slash connected. Our thanks to Bombas for their support of the show, our feet, and Relay FM. Apple has revised the MacBook Air, so it includes the Magic Keyboard introduced on the twenty on the twenty nineteen sixteen inch MacBook Pro, but they did a lot more than that. So uh, much faster CPUs. They're using tenth uh, gen Intel CPUs, and before it was just one. CPU option. Now you can choose. The base has an i3. The middle one has an i5, but you can optionally spec it up to a Intel i7 that is quad core. So the the base options are still dual core like before, but now but now you can get a quad core option uh, in the MacBook Air. So as Jason Snell said in Slack a little while ago, there is now a high powered MacBook Air again, which is super cool. 80% faster GPU as well. It is 6K capable, so you can drive a MacBook Air, use it to drive a Pro Display XDR. No comment from Apple on how loud the MacBook Air will be while doing that, but it can do it. And they have increased the base solid-state storage, uh, now starting at 256 gig SSD, which is fantastic. 128 is just too small. There is a three mic array. So again, probably not best for podcasting, but if you have some recording to do, it mm-hmm. should sound much better. The advanced stereo speakers, which I've heard from everybody, sound fantastic on the 16-inch. And uh, all in all, 
I'm really just, I'm so happy that I can now fully recommend the MacBook Air to someone buying a machine for themselves or for an employee or for their kids going off to school. This is going to be a great computer. It starts at $999. It starts at $899 on the education store. Just uh, thumbs up all the way around for me on this new MacBook Air. I'm pumped. I pumped. Yeah, so, I, th- I think the, st- the starting options are real good. What do you think about the CPU choices? They are the base clock is really low, but they turbo up. And from my experience with the MacBook Air, it's got headroom for that. And I don't know how many people should put an i7 in a MacBook Air. Like that's, you know, getting closer to that base level MacBook Pro, which shares a lot of the characteristics of this machine. But I like that there's options. I think a lot of people, probably including myself, if you go back far enough, thought that the MacBook Air with one CPU was maybe kind of like Apple testing the future. Like, mm-hmm. what if we just had the MacBook Air and just one ARM processor, and that's what you get? They've backed away from that, which I think is just um, pretty interesting. I am intrigued about this machine, personally. As someone who's lo- been looking for uh, a laptop update for a bit, Like, I feel like this would be a good mixture between power and portability yeah and, uh, you know it's like and basically like i guess the major feature if you'd call it that's missing is the touch bar right Mm-hmm. and the the new processor should run cooler as well as the chat room points out that it's on the 10 nanometer process so honestly if you don't want the touch bar and you want a pretty powerful mac i think the air is the way to go it's also going to be a little bit smaller, and it will be lighter than the revision. Yeah, and it has a better keyboard <laughs> than the. Than no, but the like MacBook when Pro. they when they do update the MacBook Pro, they will, I'm sure, make it bigger and heavier. Yeah, especially I think they're totally going to go 14 inch on the MacBook Pro. So, I think this is stellar, and I think if you're just looking for like a Mac notebook and you don't need like the big Pro, I think this is totally the way to go. Yeah, I mean, and I could get it in gold, right? If I wanted that. Do I still do them in gold? Yeah, you still get it in gold. Gold, mm-hmm. silver, and gray. The colors still. Yeah, I mean, this isn't... Uh, oh, it will drive the Pro Display XDR, right? Which is fun, right? Like, that's a fun thing that you can do. I guess it will do other displays up to 6K as well, though, right? Yeah. Not just that one. I don't know if I would necessarily recommend anybody do that, but, like, I guess that's a fun thing you can do if you want to. Uh, I don't. I haven't really got a lot to say on this, to be honest. But it, it, I'm still excited about it because I, I, I think looking at it and thinking about it, this will probably be my my laptop in the future, like in the not too distant future. I think it's going to be fantastic for a lot of people, and I think that having having a machine that you can just say you could just point to and be like, "This is the one," is great because there hasn't really been one. We've gotten close to it in the past, but I think it's I think it's great. So, like, if I spec one of these one spec one of these out, you think it would be it would be enough for me? I think so. I mean, like, what what should I do? What sh- if I was going to get one of these? What should I do to it? Let's pull up the configurator. So, I guess I would want the i five. I think right, that'd be enough. With five twelve gigabytes. Yeah, because so your workflow is some editing a couple times a year on the road, right? Like, it's not. No, that's not the case. Oh, that's, it's your recording machine now, isn't it? Yes, this will be a recording machine. So I figure yeah, I would... I don't, I don't understand why you're not just recording on the best Mac that you own, but... Because I will be whatever. editing on the best Mac that Do I own, that on which the same needs the computer. power. No, you don't... Look, oh. if you've listened to anything I've been saying, you know why I can't do that. Like, I don't want to be sitting in this, like, little soundproofed area all the time. I know, I know. 
Okay, so I would do i5. I don't think you need the i7. And I get I worry about fan noise, so I do the i5. I would do 16 gigabytes of RAM, just mm-hmm. so you have it when you edit on the road with this computer. I and, would put a terabyte in it, and I'd do a terabyte. Seventeen hundred bucks. That is, yeah, seventeen hundred pounds. That feels yeah pretty so good. So let's open a new tab. Let's look at the MacBook Pro thirteen inch. I know there's probably going to fourteen coming. It has the bad keyboard, but let's just compare what you could buy today. So thirteen inch. Um, let's pick the the base one because it has the i five, sixteen gigs of RAM, and a terabyte puts you at twenty one hundred dollars. Yeah, and that that i five is two generations older. And you get the touch bar. You said the same number of ports. You do get better. Oh, I don't know what better graphics. Let's see. I think the Air. I think the Pro still has better graphics, but it's not a big need for you. I'd buy the Air. That's. I think that's what I'm going to do. If you're buying today, I'd buy the Air. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be today. Uh, it'll be soonish. Yeah. Maybe in the next couple of months. But I think even then, I would be. Su- I I can't think of what a MacBook Pro would necessarily provide me that I would want more than this mm-hmm. right like what What else would it really give i mean uh the pro it does have better you know better gpu you probably don't care like i think i just do the air for your needs yeah i do the air for my needs like it would be audio recording and then editing when i'm on the road so i honestly think that the macbook air is probably it and like that is what i wanted for a long time right it was just like for them to make the macbook air mm-hmm all good again and then i could use that and so i'm pretty happy i'm like i think that this will be the machine that i will want uh and at some point as well uh indina will get one because she's using one of the old good macbook pros sure well and that thing has definitely yeah. seen better days well, what you could do is you could get the air and if if you're unhappy with it as your recording machine an air would be perfect for what she's doing now and then 100%. you could upgrade to the yep. pro yeah like that's it. a very good yeah that's a good that's a good shuffle but i'm still uh, a little bit away from doing that. Sure. Well, you got furniture to buy, and mm-hmm. you may not be able to go to the studio for a while anyways. Yep. Before we leave this, we should point out the Mac Mini got, it's not even an update, really. They doubled the storage. There's no CPU or GPU changes. Apple mentioned, so this is in like the bottom of the MacBook Air press release. It didn't even get its own release. They mentioned that it's made from 100% recycled aluminum, but that's been true since 2018. It's like you can't just have one sentence saying we doubled the storage, so they got to get that in there. Mac Mini's fine. We have a lot of friends with them. It's not a GPU monster, but you can put an eGPU on it because it's a desktop. Uh, but they doubled the storage, so that that's great. Go Mac Mini. Hey, it's good to get an update. It is. Yeah, right? better like, than just sitting not? there. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I think that's most of the news. Uh, we should say the Mac Mini or the Mac the MacBook Air, excuse me is shipping, I think, next week. Um, yeah, delivering next week. And, of course, so if you... Could, if, yeah, so is the iPad. The keyboard, Magic Keyboard Trackpad business is in May. And, uh, you know, we'll see if there's more to come. There's the iPhone, there's headphone, headphone, headpod deals. Air there's tags. more that could be coming. AirTag, yeah, where AirTags. They've been rumored forever. Where tags? am I right? hey Maybe somebody needs to put an AirTag on the AirTag so they can find them. Mm. God, you are such mm. a thought leader. I, I sit in amazement of your intellect. <laughs> we all do. 
Uh, oh, Federico's here. Federico, are yeah, you sad so about now. your Mac Mini? Are you going to go upgrade to the same no, computer? No, it's still doing fine. <laughs> At some point, I will probably add more RAM, if possible. I yeah. have no idea how. Some I know point how to in do the future. it. Bring okay. it to me. Sure, I will. Whenever I did roses. Whenever the world goes back to normal, I will mm -hmm. bring my Mac Mini. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did roses, didn't you, on, on like at Mac stock? That was the thing that you did. That yeah, he did. I remember that photo. I did. Like, with the, a, yeah. the ratio and everything. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I also did an iMac. It was a real fun trip. Yeah. Um, by the way, for the record, 13.4, uh, I restarted my iPad. It still says three hours remaining. So I'm oh, not no. sure whatever is going on. It doesn't want to install for me. It's making me wait. A lot of applications need to uh, add in swipe gestures and stuff like that is another thing that I'm noticing. So, like applications that have like swipe gestures on mail and stuff like that it just it just doesn't work uh, i got mail to do it with the magic mouse but it was very unhappy about it <laughs> i can get mail to do it with the trackpad too but like that's apple's apps and i'm sure yeah. that they are implementing these things the way apple wants you to implement them if you're not doing it that like i think a lot of developers are going to have to work very fast to try and get some of this stuff ready but you know really the the key time is may you want to have this a lot of these done for when the the keyboard chips because that's when most people are going to start going to yeah. start really using this because you know people might buy that keyboard because it's such a nice keyboard and it has the cool cantilever not necessarily thinking they want the trackpad but once the trackpad's there you're going to use it and so I, I think it's going to really really quickly increase people's usage of trackpads on iOS at that point also, can we just say they've they're releasing an iPad with trackpad mouse support that you touch? No touch on the Mac. I think at this point the old adage of like, oh, you don't want to hold your arm out is dead. And I think it's much more about Mac OS is nowhere near ready for touch. Yeah. <laughs> it's just oh just like we have a touch OS and we have a non-touch OS, and that's that. I think at some point the, you know, we'll see if the UI is bland, but the UI, like just look at your Mac. There's nothing ready. <laughs> There's nothing ready to be touched there. Everything is tiny. No, it needs it needs a, a stylus or an Apple pencil or something mm -hmm. to to make to make that anywhere near usable, and that doesn't really make sense for a lot of people. Exciting times, though, right? I mean, who yeah. knew that Apple was going to have so much stuff out during everything that's going on in the world? I think it's very exciting, and I think all of it looks pretty stellar. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm excited, and I would say a very welcome distraction. Yeah, it's nice to talk about new products with you guys. Yeah, and uh, mm -hmm. it's nice to draft Macs in a bracket. It's nice to be excited about trackpad support and that we can play with it now. So it is in the developer beta. I'd imagine the public beta will be tomorrow or the next day. No idea. I bet it's coming. I bet it's coming soon. MacMadness.com is, uh, in case you want it, is $2,410. Oh, not doing that. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. So go to MacMadness.com. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of different ones available, though, if you want to get yourself a URL. I feel like you should brand it. But 512pixels.net slash madness. That's pretty short. Uh, I do want to say, I guess before we go, that I've been complaining about Mac Pro components not being for sale. And Apple has fixed that, too. So you can get the Vega Pro GPUs and the Afterburner card. Uh, as of right now, they're all shipping in the next week week and a half there's still no sign of the gpu i'm interested in which is the w5700x no sign of that quite yet so hopefully that is coming later 
But if you want the Pro Vega 2, go spend 2800 bucks, I guess. How much is an afterburner? 2000 Okay. It's a lot. But, you know. That's like two Pro stands. Well, the way I think about it is you get a 16-inch MacBook Pro or you get a Pro Vega 2 MPX module. And the Duo, the Pro Vega 2 Duo is 5600 5600 mm-hmm. So you get, you get an iMac Pro or that video card. Mm. You could almost get a base Mac Pro or that video card. They're expensive. I hope it's good video. It's the know, best video. Paying that kind of money, you want good video. Mm-hmm. It's the best. It's the best video. Ooh. I think that does it then. I think it does. Mm-hmm. What a day. People are very mad at my, my uh, random seating. Very upset. Yeah, I, I, I did say, I did say I was bold, bold move to do random, but... I feel like it was the, the I mean, I feel like it was the best way. Mm-hmm. Some of them were particularly bad, like the 2012 to 2015 Retina MacBook Pro and the Mac SE 30. A lot of people are going to be mad about that, but it gets the people, gets the people going, you know? Yeah, I guess. So to speak. If you want to find links to all this stuff we've been talking about, head on over to the website, relay.fm slash connected slash 286 while you're there you can send us feedback or follow-up email or you or you can become a member to support the show directly you can also find us on twitter mike is there as i-m-y-k-e and you can find federico on twitter evitici v-i-t-i-c-c-i and eventually he'll be running ios 13.4 soon but not yet <laughs> You can find me on Twitter as ISMH and my work, if you can call it that, at 512pixels.net. I think our sponsors this week, Clean by Mac X, Squarespace, and Bombus. Until next time, gentlemen, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Adios.